The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. That is right. We are back for another run. 13 more shows. It is all in the happening. Glad to be back. Glad to be talking horses. And hopefully we can be tossing out some winners. Once again, Winning Ponies have been red hot for the year with payoffs over $5 million. That's in the exotic bracket. Not too shabby. Top that if you can just by guessing and picking. I would just go with Winning Ponies. These guys are proven. Tried and true. Winning Ponies is some of the most innovative tools that can allow you to tell your data to fit your schedule, your needs, and for you to allow the change-up, as I call it. You can adapt to Mother Nature. It rains a little bit later on the day. Sun comes out. The old muddy track turns to a fast track. You can tailor it up, and it's the only sheet out there that actually allows you to do such. This past Monday, I had some luck. Indiana Downs, weekend was pretty good to me, so if you missed out, you may have missed out on plenty. Help me kind of kind of start my week in a positive direction. Always love to do that if possible. What's happening tonight? We're going to have a recap on racing. Biggins, as usual, news from around the wide world of racing. Right now I'm watching Churchill Downs race number five go postward. That's right. Churchill Downs running at night. How cool is that? Special guest this week is Mr. John Engelhardt, President and Chair Publicist of America, Director of Publicity at River Downs. We're going to be talking about horses, the game, the sport, VLTs, everything combined. John is a great guy to have on. I think you're going to enjoy that. Pistol Pete in his plays of the week. If you have not been paying attention to Pistol Pete Iello, you've been missing out on much. I'll just say this. Get your pens out, not your pencils, because pencils can be erased. Get your pens out, because Pistol Pete will be firing. Good guy, voice of the races, and one heck of a handicapper. And then the final furlong handicapping with yours truly, and we end up our final segment with that. Kind of a nice way to roll it all up into a big burrito of fun. Recap of the sheets. They are easy to use. Track condition, turf changes, whatever you want to do, you want to change it up. Expansive, complete PPs. That's right. Racing form program, whatever you like. They already have it. They already have it, and it's already embedded in with the winning podium's data. 
which I really think is kind of cool. You don't have to bounce back and forth. They've already got it all. It's kind of like a one-stop shop. One-stop shop, and that's all you have to do. If you had five in the fifth race at Churchill Downs, you can go ahead and cash your ticket. Taking a peek at that, I love Churchill Downs at night. That is a really neat idea. Speed ratings as well, and a three-race average, as well as turf numbers. means they rate the race for today, an average of the three races, and then they have a special turf rating number, special notation symbols of the plus symbol, which is good things are coming. The double plus, which I have never lost on a double plus. No, I didn't pull any magic rabbit out of the hat. It's a, they've actually noted it out there for me. I just kind of followed along with it, and it's like, hey, I see a little something here that needs a little pickup. Monster Works, first-time blinkers, has improved. First-time Lasix, three-year-old runners, layoff of 45 days or more. All the selections are tiered, so you can reach in and pull out the info that fits your wagering plans. One-stop shop. Kind of neat, kind of cool. Don't forget to send in your testimonials, and for your efforts, you can pick up a good-looking baseball cap. I wear mine all the time. Winningponies.com. News from around the world of racing. That sounded like Paul Harvey, didn't it? Vangeline Jones, press release. Jockey Shane Sellers resume riding career. Opelousas, Louisiana. Jockey Shane Sellers has announced his comeback. After more than four and a half years retirement due to a severe knee injury, the 42-year-old native of Arath, Louisiana, is set to make his return on Thursday. That's tonight, July 2nd, in the first race aboard the Mark Gidry-trained Ida Ball at Evangeline Downs Racetrack and Casino. Did not get the results as such. Try to get that a little later on the show. Sellers, who won his first race at the age of 16 at Evangeline Downs, in 83, emerged as one of North America's leading riders throughout the 90s. Hey, this guy could ride. He could just flat-out ride. You know, I, I read part of the book. Shane had not the easiest of lives. And I, I think you'll need to kind of uncover that yourself. But uh, welcome back to the saddle, Shane. Riding for his old friend, Mark Yedry. That sounds familiar. Those are two jockeys teaming up. I wish him nothing but the best. And as I said, I'll try to dig up the results as we get a little bit closer here, maybe right before John Angor pops on. A little bit of news here. Burrell no longer jockey for Mind That Bird. The story of Calvin Burrell Mind That Bird has come to an end with the connections of Kentucky Derby presented by the Young Brands Grade 1 winner now looking for a new jockey. Trainer Benny Chip Woolley said he approached Burrell and his agent Jerry Hissom on the morning of July 1st, after hearing reports the jockey might opt not to ride Mind That Bird in the August 1st West Virginia Derby at Mountaineer. We'll explain that he needed a rider who would commit to Mind That Bird. Can't blame him. Cannot blame him. Mind That Bird has been nothing but impressive. Rachel, Rachel Alexander, set stakes record in the Mother Goose. Rachel Alexander only faced two opponents in the $300,000 Mother Goose. Incredible on June 27th at Belmont. Robbing away by 20 lengths. Sound familiar? I believe it was 20 and a quarter for the Oaks victory. Owned by Jess Jackson, Stoner Street Stables, and Harold McCormick. 
Rachel Alexander scored her seventh consecutive victory in a mile and eighth mother goose, which went to post with only three starters. Impressive. Fractions 22 and 2, 44 and 3, 108 and 400. Johnny V. Dolphins Racing Sable Flashing and Javier Castellano pressed the leader throughout, which was all the better stalking for Rachel Alexandra. As she just stomped, stomped. Let there be light. Yes, as I was just talking about, watching nighttime races at Churchill Downs. Reading the podcast, John Asher was chatting with Ron Mitchell, moderator for Talking Horses. And Ron asked him, you've been a strong advocate of nighttime racing to John Asher. And he said, yes, he was. And regarding last Friday, I thought it was a magical night here at Churchill Downs, one of the most magical I've ever spent here. Trust me. This guy is nothing but a class act. He's nose racing in and out. So if he calls it good, believe in the word. It is what it is. Now, it wasn't perfect. I know everyone knows, and we've had a couple areas where we fell short, but we're going to fix that. But you can only have one chance to make a first impression, and I'm hoping an awful lot of fans will come back and give us another chance. Well, they're doing it again tonight, and they couldn't get a better night than tonight, I think whatever they ordered up, they ordered it up, and it was well worth whatever price they had to pay. Kind of like that. It is time we have to head out, and we have to talk about biggins. Want to talk about biggins? You don't have to. If you got something good to say, say it. Friday, June twenty-sixth, one hundred eighty-seven total biggins, Stockton Fair races seven through twelve. Pick four, twenty thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars and twenty cents. Only a guy like John Engelhardt could take one down a little bigger than that, and he's on hold. I think you're going to like hearing from Johnny Boy. I know I do. Saturday, June 27th, 187 total. Penn National Race 4, Superfecta Key, 17,173.40. Top the charts that day. Sunday, June 20th, 150 total biggins. Delta Downs Race 5, a Superfecta Key, $3,583.80. Leave that 80 for the clerk and the $3. Monday, June 29th, 31 total biggins. Thistle Downs Racing Parade to Super Vecta Key. That's right, Thistle Downs, Ohio Racing, talking at you. $4,249.80. Tuesday, June 30th, 55 total biggins. Suffolk Downs Race Number 1 of Super Vecta, $2,194.60. Pretty good Tuesday. Wednesday, July 1st, 62 total biggins. Lighting up the board was Penn National Race Number 9, a Superfecta Key, $16,024.60. Then we go into Thursday, July 2nd. Oh, that's today. 45 total biggins, and we're not done with them. Belmont races 4 through 9, a pick 6, $11,724 even. Exotic predictions this year have paid $5,712,894 shamoyans. Pretty good action, if I say so myself. That's Winning Ponies. You can check it out. You can check out their archives. Very easy to use. And as I said before, you can tailor it to your needs. If the track condition changes, most sheets, they come out 48 hours in advance. Any information that's actually out there. And, and I say, go ahead and investigate. Take a look around. Just don't take my word. Just don't take the word of, you know, of, of a friend. 
investigate for yourself. See what's out there. They come out 48 hours in advance. I know many of the people that are actually putting this information together. But winning ponies, you can adapt up to the minute. Nighttime racing is fast. 25 minutes of Churchill Downs race 6 if you're watching. Speaking about some excitement, we got one of the good guys are racing. President of Turk Publicists of America, Director of Publicity River Downs, and a man I call my friend, Mr. John Engelhardt, will be joining us here on Winning Ponies. So stay tuned, because you're not going to want to miss this. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which side of the coast you live on. This segment, second segment, each and every week, Winning Ponies is honored to have on as a special guest, a person in racing, trainers, owners, riders. But this week we have a special guest, president of the Turk Publicists of America, Director of Publicity River Downs, an all-around racing's good guy, and one heck of a photographer, Mr. John Engler. Johnny boy, are you there? Hey, boy, you read that just the way I wrote it. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> that only cost you a quarter, too. <laughs> How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Just sitting here getting pumped up uh, for Fourth of July weekend. You know, it's a, kind of a national holiday with, uh, with Jackies Across America. It was started uh, oh, over 20 years ago by uh, comedian Tim Conway and um, Judy and Chris McCarron. And uh, 
River Downs has always finished in the top five of uh, the donations that uh, go to this uh, great charity that uh, helps uh, injured riders and exercise riders. You know, you or I, Ed, we could fall down the steps tomorrow and still go to work, you know. Uh, but these guys, when they break an ankle or an arm, they're out of business for a while. So the Don McBeth Fund kind of, A, helps with some of the medical expenses, but, you know, just things like paying the rent, you know, uh, you know, bills that they might accumulate because if you can't work, you can't make money in racing. So uh, anyhow, it's a great charity, and I look forward to the event every year. We've got some great items. Got an autographed Jimmy Buffett guitar. John Calipari. No, not what you like. Not Calamari. John <laughs> Calipari, the new basketball coach at UK, donated a basketball. Calvin Burrell's been great. We've got uh, autographed Mind That Bird and Rachel Alexander stuff. So if anybody on, when you're listening uh, uh, area is going to be near River Downs, some of the stop by. There's some good stuff available on Saturday. So it's just not just a River Downs event. It is nationally recognized and is nationally uh, celebrated. Yeah, it, uh, across, it is. Uh, I think all the, the ones that win it every year as far as money is cause, is down in Louisiana, they have like a huge crawfish boil. <laughs> and, you, you know, everybody in town pays like 10 bucks to get in the thing, and then it's all the crawfish you could eat. So uh, uh, we, we can't beat uh, the guys in Louisiana, but we do do well here in the Midwest. I say maybe we got to try to mimic that and just you know have all you can eat for something for ten bucks. You, you know. Well, hey, hey, hey! There. Speaking of all you can eat, also we're having a barbecue and blues festival here alongside uh, racing across America, jockeys across America, and so uh, we're going to have. Uh, a place called the Rib City Grill here in town has unbelievable barbecue. I mean, I'm bringing my gout medicine with me because I am getting down on the pork tomorrow. And and then we're going to cap it off with one of the greatest bluesmen in the Midwest, Sonny Mormon. Fantastic and award-winning bluesman. This guy burns it up. The crowd loved him last year, and we didn't even think twice about who we were going to bring back this year. The buddy guy of the Cincinnati area. <laughs> Slightly paler. <laughs> Johnny Boy, I know you very well. Mr. Engelhart, uh, give our guests a little bit of a bio on you. You're president of the Turf Publicist, Publicity Director of River Downs. Tell our listeners a little bit of how you got into the great sport of racing. Well, uh, my, my family always enjoyed racing. I grew up in upstate New York. We'd go to Saratoga. My brother Bob eventually worked there. And I used to run around around the track and just got a love of it at an early age, you know, hang around the likes of Braulio Beza and uh, Bill Shoemaker, Manny Yakaza, just, you know, legends of the turf. And, you know, starting at Saratoga, it's uh, hard not to get a class drop anyplace else you go. But nonetheless, I stayed in love with racing, followed it through college at the University of Dayton, and then started coming down a little old River Downs. Eventually became good friends with Kevin Gomer. One thing led to another. I started as a track photographer. I ended up being a track publicist and, uh, here I am today, the Director of Publicity Public Relations, and I was lucky enough to be uh, elected President of the Turf Publicist of America last year. I don't think there's a higher calling than to be to be respected by your peers enough to lead uh, lead quite an organization uh, that does so much good and uh, recognizes so many wonderful people in the game. And uh, you probably work with one of the uh, one of the nicer guys in racing, probably. Uh, yeah, Pete Aiello, our track announcer, just a sensational guy. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going. <laughs> Pistol Pete and Aiello, I mean, what more could you ask for? John, our marketing director is okay. I, I keep forgetting the guy's name, but he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. John, I, I had to jump right into the issue. It's, uh, it's not really putting anybody's feet to the fire, but just for a fuller understanding, the VLT, Video Lottery Terminal Movement, is being seen as a needed element to the track's everyday existence throughout the nation. Uh, Enlighten us with your thoughts on that. 
Well, you know, I, it's, it's just a, it's a proven commodity. All you have to do is look at the states, certainly very close to Ohio, uh, you know, starting with West Virginia and, and now Pennsylvania and Indiana. You know, you pick up the daily racing form and you see same horses at River Downs that would be racing for $10,000, uh, racing across the borders for $25,000. And they're, they're basically the same animal. They run just as fast, but because a percent of the VLTs is, uh, moved over to the racing uh, program at all these states and at the racetracks, uh, the racing is able to thrive and become better. Sad to say, what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of our Ohio horses and, and horsemen um, go to those tracks, and I can't blame them. You, you go where the money is. You know, you talk about going where the money is. That means people are going to be uprooting their families. They're going to be shifting their tack. John, how many jobs are at stake, and, and, and what about employment that is associated with racing? Well, you know, if you're talking about this, just the seven race tracks in Ohio, the tracks themselves, 15,000 people. Um, but uh, the number is so much bigger than that because uh, as, as the horse, horses leave the state, so are the farms going to suffer. You know, you just don't go to Walmart and pick up a horse. You know, they've got to be raised somewhere. And uh, that's the trickle-down effect that I really hope our lawmakers uh, have sight of. I think too many people concentrate on the racetracks themselves and not the industry and the uh, billions, perhaps, you know, that is spun off from the goods and services. What a lot of people don't know is what, a, what Ohio is to harness horses, Kentucky is to thoroughbreds. Uh, this is the biggest harness horsing producing state in the country. Um, so uh, it, it's not just about the racetracks. It's about uh, the people that are employed at the farms, and there's the guy that grows the hay, the guy that cuts it, the guy that drives it, uh, your farriers, your veterinarians. Uh, the trickle-down is just amazing, Ed, and I just would hate to see the sport die on the vine here in Ohio. You know, you touched on so many, many great points. It's just not about the racetracks. This is about an industry. These are about, these are about jobs. But in this particular case, they're in Ohio, but there's, there's other states that are fighting the same battle uh, of trying to keep racing alive. And it's an industry that even at Riverdowns, it's 85 years old, and, uh, and you'd love to, see it, uh, love to see it continue on for another 100 years or so. But, John... With the jobs at stake, if legislation or the decision makers are not in favor of this, what, where do you see racing for the future? It uh, doesn't look good. I mean, uh, our problems are mirrored, mirrored in Kentucky, if you could believe that. Uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, an, an industry that has uh, an impact on a state. So, um it's, it's going to be amazing. I mean, all you have to do is start look at the stud books in, in Pennsylvania and some of these other states. You know, nice, solid stallions that were formerly sta standing in Kentucky are, are heading that way. As far as Ohio is concerned, we're in lockstep with them right now if something doesn't change. Uh, where do I see it? Quite frankly, uh, the... Uh, management at this track has already publicly announced that if there's not some type of legislation on the table, we won't be here next year. And my guess is that's probably the same for other tracks in the state. It's a very sad day. I, I never thought that uh, uh, the, the sport that we love would ever, would ever be facing this. It's almost like a, a boxer that's been given a standing A count. Hopefully that's all it will be. Uh, that uh, Maybe the legislators will, will hear the call of the, of the, of the so many people in Ohio, as you, as you alluded to, you would never have thought that Kentucky, who is known for the thoroughbred uh, tobacco and bourbon, that they would ever be facing this, but they've already, 
they've already uh, come through the ringer, and, and I'm sure that they're going to have a plan B in operation before uh, before long. But John. Throughout the country, there's other models of efficiency, other tracks that once were actually, a few were bankrupt, a few were, their doors were closed. Do you think that if there is a legislation passed, that Ohio can, can be one of the, the success stories? Oh, absolutely, Ed. I mean, uh, we don't have to look far to, to, to see that. And now, obviously, there's going to be some startup. We've got to play some catch-up. I mean, you, you see how successful Pennsylvania and Indiana are. You know, a lot of kids, uh, they're playing ball on those playgrounds right now. We're going to have to do something to get them back in our park. Uh, but I'll tell you what, nothing gets them back better than the greenback. Oh, very good point there as well. Uh, you're full of good points tonight, and you know, I, I mean, you're, you're. I wasn't going to say you're full of, but I had to, you know, flush it out completely. But John, the everyday player, the everyday guest, fan, patron, someone that just enjoys the sport, do, would you advise them to to communicate with their legislators and let their voice be heard? Absolutely. I people don't understand that these guys pick up their phone and talk to you. You're the ones that elect them. And they really are approachable. They have to be approachable, or you're not going to vote for them the next time. And I don't know why anybody's shy about it. Uh, you know, the other thing is, if you are shy about it, heck, you can just do it on the Internet now. Uh, there's ways you can just go to, to the state senate or just, you know, Google, uh, you know, Ohio State representatives in this case, and you'll find out who they are, who's in your district, and what their email is. Fire them an email. They read it, believe me, because you will get a response. That's one thing they're good about. They do get back to their constituents. As working with you for these, uh, I, it seems like 500 years for you, but it's actually only been four for me. <laughs> uh, the trials and tribulations of working with Ed Meyer. It, it's, it's like a frat house. That's, all, that's all, the only it's way more like I, animal houses. Exactly. It, it's a lot of fun. But, John, you spend a lot of time with, with the, the horsemen and a lot of their needs, and, uh, and you're a very caring individual, whereas each track has uh, has a has a backbone of people that really care about the horsemen. What are their what are their feelings during these uh, this tough time? Well, I think they share the same feelings as you and I. I mean, right now it's a period of frustration. Uh, we're w- wondering why the people that can see that this is a win-win situation for everybody aren't moving on it and that they're playing political games. Uh, obviously, a lot of those people are a little bit closer to it, Ed. I mean, uh, I know your resume and my resume, and odds are we, we could find a job in another line of work. But for people that have grown up, you know, around horses, and that's what they do, uh, they, they train them, uh, they, they ride them, they breed them, they raise them, uh, they want to do it where they live. And so uh, it, these are very tender times in that these people's en- entire life uh, could be uprooted or they could be forced out of business and forced to find some kind of uh, employment in an area that they've never, you know, had any association with. So, yeah, there's a a lot of anxiety right now, to be honest with you. There's so many jobs on the line, and and, uh, the few that I spoke to, I I, I could feel it. There's so many families that, uh, yeah, our family's been involved in racing for 40 and 50 years here, and it's second and third generation. Oh, yeah. And it's... There's a lot of anxious moments here as well as you, uh, in Ohio as well as you spoke about Kentucky and other states are as well. John, I'd like you to dust off your crystal ball. Where do you see racing in the next 10 years? Well, it all depends on which crystal ball I'm looking at. I add, uh, there's going to be a, a crystal ball uh, that 
provides us with, I think, a healthy future and a chance for us to compete with the other states. And uh, if that's the crystal ball I'm looking in, I think uh, I think Ohio will come back. Racing uh, has been here for over 100 years. It's a great state right in the middle of the country, not far from racetracks north, south, east, or west, uh, where we can draw horses from, and if your horses are good enough, you can ship too. On the other hand, if the crystal ball is one that I'm looking at that uh, our state lawmakers turn their eye on an industry, Things don't look real good, and I'm already rehearsing how to say, "Would you like fries with that?" It's it's a it's a very hard truth, and uh, the only thing that I'll say that uh, mine maybe mine's a magic eight ball, and and I keep turning it up, and it just says, "Stay optimistic, and and keep focused, and 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 keep wishful and and hopeful thoughts that uh, that the few that we elect hear the voices of the many." John, as a final note, 10 years ago, the Daily Racing Forum wrote an article about 10 super tracks running, and many would fall by the wayside. Do you see this happening? Well, yeah, but who would have thought the super tracks might be in Indiana or Pennsylvania? <laughs> how, how true. We would have thought they would have been automatically New York, Florida, Chicago, et cetera. Right. Yeah, you, you, would, you would have thought Chicago automatically, Florida automatically, you know. And... Uh, Right now, you know, you look at the purses that Prescott Isle is giving out, I think they rival Keeneland. In fact, they do. I was reading an article that Philadelphia Park in the next years to come is going to be one of the most lucrative lucrative tracks to run in the United States. Well, let's go to Geno's, have a cheesesteak, and uh, see what's happening at Penn National, baby. <laughs> John Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for taking your time and uh, bringing light to all the issues and, and just being one of racing's good guys. And uh, I guess I'll see you at work tomorrow, and thanks so much for all your time. Well, I enjoy uh, listening to you, and you and Horster Damas keep giving out those winners, baby. That will try, John. Thanks so much for your time. Take care, Ed. That's been John Engelhart, President of Publicist, Director of Publicity River Downs, and a man who has his pulse on racing in Ohio. Well, it is time to head to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking to the one, the only, the eye in the sky, Mr. Pistol Pete Ilo, and he'll be dishing out winners, and you'll only hear him here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you a wildfire survivor? Do you need help but don't know where to turn? SoCalHelp.org is a place you can go to get immediate help with food, shelter, important medications, and start getting your life back on track. Get help now with insurance legal issues, and find professional help like doctors and counselors. You can also connect with other survivors and people who can help. For the answers and support you need to rebuild, visit SoCalHelp.org. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. 
There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies once again. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for tuning in every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. We're back on a 13-show run. Yes, Winning Ponies is back. We're kicking. We are live and well each and every Thursday, so be sure to tune us in. And as I've said so many times, be sure to take a look at the website, and you have to take a look at it for yourself. Just don't take my word because it is all up there. The archives are there, and over $5 million in exotic predictions in 2009 alone, and we're only just kicking in July. Speaking about kicking, I had to be kicking myself for not listening to this guy for last week. Joining us each and every week with his plays of the week is Mr. Pistol Pete Aiello. Pete, are you there? Yes, sir. It is good to hear your voice, my friend. How are you today? Oh, we're doing all right. Uh, just trying to uh, come up with something with a little bit of value for tomorrow's card. See what we can do about that. That we like to hear. So uh, I take it you are ready, locked and loaded, and Pistol Pete brings it to the table. Well, we only got one bullet in the holster, so to speak, but hopefully we can make it count. Uh, I'm not real crazy about the River Downs card. Hopefully nobody at River Downs is offended by that, but uh, it just looks like uh, the races are either too wide open to narrow in on one or two horses or uh, not open enough to where you can get by the or, or a couple of favorites. So. There is one race on the card, though, that I find quite intriguing from a value standpoint. That's the eighth race on the program tomorrow at River Downs. It's a maiden claiming contest for 7,500. They're going three-quarters of a mile in there. The morning line favorite in the race is the two-horse, Silly. Fresh off the second place, finished last time out behind loose on the lead winner, Sugar Dolly. However, I did not rate that race in my own personal numbers. I didn't rate that race all that well for the level. Uh, Sugar Dolly is an 0 for, 0 for career maiden that got loose after a pedestrian opening quarter and a pretty slow half. And uh, number two, Silly, ran on fairly well in there but didn't run on against very much. So maybe a beatable favorite at 8-5 to five tomorrow. And uh, my pick of the race is a horse that I bet the first time out, and I, she kind of disappointed me a little bit, but uh, I think she can rebound tomorrow. I'm talking about the sixth filly, Seti. 
Now, Sonny made her career debut in the slop last time and uh, took a little bit of a wagering action at 7-1. to one. Uh, Really didn't show much early link in the race. Uh, the runaway winner was in from Chicago from the Charlie Lawson barn, so I actually rated that race fairly nicely for the level. It went 45 and, uh, 45 and change to the half, so said he came home running, didn't really get all that clear a trip under Perry Oots. Vernon Bush takes over for Oots. I think that's a lateral switch in horses like this case, anyhow. Uh, he's 5-1 to one on the morning line. I think with a couple of horses that the betters can stick their teeth into, that being the 2, Seti, and the 4-1 Grandee, who have some on-the-board finishes, you might actually get 5-1 to one on this filly. And uh, if she can step up and improve, break a little bit better, have a little bit, a little bit better trip, uh, Daughter of Explicit should show a little bit of tactical speed against these kind. Might be a good play tomorrow. The 6-horse Seti in the 8th race. Maybe use her with the 5-horse Chopina, who should be quite a healthy price. Chopina, second start off the shelf, has a license to improve, uh, so look for value in the eighth race at River tomorrow. Pete, that sounds like a plan to me, and I hope they were writing it down in pen as I was actually doing so. You know, I have a question for you. Here's a million-dollar question. I know you like the smaller circuits. I know that you, you try to find value where you can find it. Yeah, okay, you're not a big Belmont fan, but you'll play. You'll play, and you'll, you'll play California, but you have a little taste for a little something else. Pete, other than Greyhounds and the High Lie, where else does the game of racing take you? Well, uh, I think what you're shooting for there is um, uh, I have quite a big affinity for the mule races in uh, Northern California and when they come down to Pomona and Southern California. And it's interesting that you talked about the Greyhounds uh, because I think uh, I was thinking about it after you asked me earlier today. I think one of the reasons I like mule racing is that it takes into consideration the things that I like about greyhound racing and puts them in a horse racing context. Um, you know, for those of you not familiar with mule racing, there's, there's definitely a hierarchy to mules. Uh, they, they kind of try to lump them together according to speed indexes. So, you know, horses that are, are gro- grossly uh, fast or are in against their similar kind. And what it ends up doing is creating quite the hierarchy. So it's really, uh, you know, for a guy like me that likes to handicap with company lines, mule racing really caters to you that way. Um, I also find them quite entertaining, you know, with uh, certain breeding that's now starting to take root, believe it or not. Uh, they're cloning mules. Uh, for those of you who are even mildly familiar with mule racing, uh, Taz, who was a great rival to Black Ruby, Taz actually has two clones that are racing the University of Idaho clone Taz twice. Uh, actually cloned them more than twice, but just two of them are racing. Um, so, you know, things like that uh, intrigue me. Uh, I like the idea that some mules fire one off the layoff. I mean, it's everything with, with horse racing, but it's a little bit of a novelty effect to it. And another thing you like about it is, at least from my angle, there's not a whole lot of professional mule handicappers in the world. So if you actually pay attention, you can find some overlays and some things that, you know, that maybe other folks wouldn't really take note of. Pete, I don't know if I'm going to be a mule handicapper, but I'll try. And uh, I, I think you've kind of wet my whistle as you've wet so many others that uh, you've, you've got us all excited about uh, maybe. And what fair circuit is this, may I ask again? Uh, it's the Northern California Fair Circuit. They actually just uh, started the season uh, two weeks ago at Stockton. And uh, for just to give you a little bit of a wet-your-whistle type uh, anecdotes here, the best mule in the country, bar none, far and away, is a mare named Bar J.F. Hot Ticket. She actually dethroned Sarah Nelson. If, if you want to go back, Sarah Nelson dethroned the world-famous Black Ruby. So it was Black Ruby, Sarah Nelson, and now it's Bar J.F. Hot Ticket. 
who if you ever watch her run and you didn't know what you were watching, you'd swear you were watching a quarter horse. I mean, she's just built like a machine, except for the big, uh, you know, six and seven inch ears. But she's the queen. Now, Sarah Nelson, though, is still second in the mule rankings, if there is such thing. She just won for the 51st time uh, a few weeks ago at Stockton. Uh, and I actually wagered on her that day. She did not go favored. So uh, the Mule fans are right now looking forward to a match race of sorts in the uh, Pleasanton Mule Championship. It'll be Black Ruby or rather uh, RJF Hot Ticket against Sarah Nelson. Uh, the only problem is, is the last time they raced, it's kind of like a Black Ruby Pass scenario uh, where Hot Ticket just gets the better of Sarah every time they go to post lately. But uh, nevertheless, it's very nice to see two mules trying. And, and when you get to the good mules, just like when you get to the good horses, they really do act professionally. You know, you've got some of the cheaper ones that are a bit of a wing nut that will duck in and duck out. But these two mules, uh, you know, they, they break right, like, right on cue and, uh, you know, respond to the jockey's urging and things of that nature. So should be a lot of fun. I'm, uh, I'm always just a big fan of Hot Ticket. I think she's magnificent. So hopefully Sarah can give her a run for her money. Well, Pete, we got the best River Downs, and we got the best of the mule circuit. I'd like to thank you for your weekly call-in, and I'd like to thank you for the Pete's Hot Pistol Plays of the Weekend. Well, hopefully, we'll have, you know, like, like you say, Ed, we, uh, we aim for value, and I think this Philly tomorrow at River Downs, uh, she'll definitely be value. I know I've been saying that the last couple weeks, and they've actually got bet down off of five-to-one morning lines, but I think this Philly's got enough uh, going against her where the betters will excuse, uh, excuse her in the wagering, so to speak, so... Look for her to run a big race under Vernon Bush tomorrow. That's the sixth horse of the eighth race, my play of the day. Locked and loaded. Pete, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll see you at the race, my friend. Have a great evening, everyone. And you too. All right, and I believe we got our man, Dangerous Dan, holding on. Dangerous, are you there? I am here, Ed. How are you doing? What's happening, buddy? Are you, did, you, did they let you out of prison, or uh, what's the deal? I'm on vacation, Ed. Oh, you're on vacation. Okay. As I'm sitting here watching six of Churchill coming down the lane, on the outside, here's the eight. On the inside, there's the seven. Coming to the wire, it's all the eight, one, and seven. You just missed it, Danny boy. It looked good. Can you believe it, Churchill running at night? I love it. I love it. I love it, and I'd like some more of it, and I think, I hate to say this, someday you might even see the derby under the lights. Dan, what's on your mind, my boy? I wanted to call and give out a horse running tomorrow night at uh, Indiana Downs. Uh, Made honest. In the seventh at Indiana Downs, a $7,500 claim and race now winners at two lifetime. Take a look at the five here, Miss Infinity. Miss Infinity is a three-year-old filly by Cape Canaveral, trained by Kim Hammond, owned by Jack McGinley. A uh, horse been knocking on the door the last two times. She, he's, uh, she sports a 22.45 and gets nailed by two links as a two-to-one favorite. Loses four pounds tomorrow. Pompel sticking on her. I think she's going to go wire to wire. She's faced better at Turfway. She's dropping in nicely. I think this is her, this is her fourth race off the poly edge. She almost got it done with the third off the poly. Look for this horse to improve tomorrow night and get the job done. And on a Riverdowns note for Saturday, keep your eyes out for a horse named September Ceremony. September Ceremony. And if you're watching Riverdowns today, you would have heard and seen and watched and cashed on Mike Maker storms up the river downs. Mike Maker makes very few trips to the river and goes two for two. What was his biggest price? How about eight to five? That ain't bad. <laughs> you're right. That ain't bad. Mike Maker at eight to five at the river. You're daggone straight. Dangerous. Thanks for the call, my man. It is time to head out to a break and We'll see you at the races. Hey, I hope the warden lets you out of jail soon or they pay the ransom or whatever it takes. We'd like to hear from you more. I could use a donation. 
<laughs> Can't we all? Danny boy, it's good hearing from you. It is time to head out to another break. When we return, we're going to do final furlough handicapping with yours truly. And if you want some winners, you got to stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn. So follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. This is Final Furlong, handicapping for the weekend with yours truly. This is where we dish out some winners. And we're going to look ahead. We're going to look into our crystal ball. We've heard from Dangerous Dan. We've heard from Pistol Pete. We've heard from John Englehart. John Englehart. What a man. A man, the myth, the legend. We're going to start tomorrow. Six races at Arlington Park. Make that Saturday we're going to start on July 4th. Big weekend. Six race. We're going to start Arlington Park. It starts with the A, and it's going to go with number 10, Paisano Creek. Eddie Razo aboard for Wayne Catalano, who is winning at 28%. This guy was the king of Chicago for the longest time. He's winning 28% of his turf starters, 57% in the money. You can throw out that last race because they took it off the turf. This is a very nice runner indeed. Claiming 25 might be just what the doctor ordered for this four-year-old Colt by El Prado. I like Paisano Creek in the sixth race at Arlington on Saturday. On to race number eight at Arlington. Got Arlington on the brain. 
It's a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Love the weeds. Arlington has one of the nicest turf courses in the nation. I like the three. Hug it out. Eight to one. Junior Alvarado aboard for Michael Stidham, who's winning at thirty percent. Now that's a pretty good number right there. Third start off of a layoff. This is one of my favorite handicapping angles. Winning seventeen percent. Stidham is and forty one percent of the money. Actually, the dam, the mother, was a stakes winner on the turf. Now, she hasn't thrown out any turf winners yet, but she's one for one. One starter, one winner. Hug it out. Junior Alvarado looking for a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. The inside posts are winning at 18%. you got to love the 8 to win, 8 to 1 on Hug It Out. And then we're going to race number 9 at Arlington Park. Seven panels, Chicago Handicap, a grade 3 event. I love the three. I mean, love it big time. Get some more of it. It's going to be a big bet with small odds, which means you're going to have to look for pick threes and pick fours. That is informed decisions. Julian Le Peru for Jonathan Shepard, dropping like a rock in the river, exiting the grade one Humana Distaff, going seven panels on a sloppy sealed track. But up in Chicagoland, they have the all-weather surface. And guess what this daughter of Monarchus is? She is three for three on the all-weather service. So I like informed decision, but you're going to have to stretch out with tries, pick threes, pick fours, and get all that you want because this is a lock. This guy is not going to Chicago for nothing. Let's head up to New York. Let's take a look at race number two, six furlongs on the inner turf. We have a New York allowance race in here, and look no further than the one chorus music. Rajiv Mara in the irons for trainer John Terranova, who's winning the 20%. That, that's a pretty good number. 20% is a very solid number. Last race, that was a mile and 16th on the inner turf. This time, six panels cutting back greatly on the inner turf. Made a middle move last time out, which means she just didn't have enough gas in the tank. But this time, the cutback in distance makes all the music happen, and chorus music is going to play sweetly at 7-2. to two. Her dam was stakes placed. She's had three turf winners, nine starters, and seven of those winners. Second at Belmont, I love the one. That is chorus music. On to race number four at Belmont. Good-looking wager here. Mile in a 16th on the turf. Turf is what it's all about this time of year. Take a look at the seven, two amendable. Christophe Clement and Alan Garcia. This guy is one of the most underrated riders in the world. Yes, I said the world. Alan Garcia is winning 14% of his turf mounts, 41% in the money. Christophe Clement, 25% a winner. I love the way this three-year-old Colt by Pleasantly Perfect looks. Bound to do better, ran a nice even fourth, five wide belatedly. Richard Migliori, Alan Garcia. Migliori is a daggone good rider. Alan Garcia is the up-and-coming man. We've had a few works. We're going to go a mile and a sixteenth for a mile, and we're going to get the hot hand of Garcia to amendable in the fourth race at Belmont. On to race number six at Belmont. Nice little heat here. Five and a half furlongs. We've got a New York-bred maiden race here, and I love the seven African night. J.J. Castellano for John Terranova, and these guys are 50% in the money the last 60 days. Last race went for six furlongs. This time it's five furlongs. First-time blinkers. That is a big move in itself. First-time blinkers 
in a beaten favorite last time out. Terranova comes back as a beaten favorite, wins 31% of the time. You put on the blinkers, the hood they call it, and he's a winner of 10%. We're going to jump around a little bit in the eighth race at Belmont, the mile and the 16th grade two Dwyer. Look no further than the one Warriors reward. Calvin Burrell, who's been taken off of mind that bird, is riding for Ian Wilkes. Beaten favor with a middle move last time. Third start off a layoff. Love that angle. Shipper Ian Wilkes from Churchill to up to New York is, is probably the best thing for this real Copa Medalla de Oro. And exits a grade three uh, northern dancer going a mile and 16th, a mile and 16th in the Dwyer. And I think that Warriors reward looks to reward you handsomely. Grade number nine, six furlongs of prior rest, a grade one event. I love the six in here. That is Gabby's Golden Gal. There's plenty of speed. This filly can go the distance. J.J. Castellano for Bob Baffert. What's he doing in New York? He's only had three wins. He's had three starters and two wins. Three starters, two wins. Baffert stays in California. He's got to keep his tan up. This guy's in New York, and he's not there for the sun. Exits a win in the grade one acorn at Belmont. Gabby's golden gal, one for one on the Belmont service. Light them, lock them, and load them. Tenth race at Belmont, the Suburban, a grade two I like a runner in here, and it's number four, Asiatic Boy. Alan Garcia and Kieran McLaughlin stretching out from a mile and an eighth to a mile and a quarter. I think the extra distance is just what the doctor ordered, a son of not for sale. I actually loved, loved this runner last time out of five to one, Asiatic Boy. Alan Garcia is the man. He's five to two, and he's going to beat It's a Bird. That you can bank on. Churchill Downs has one heck of a day of racing in store for you. And what you're going to want to start with is take a look at race number seven, and we're going to do it very quickly, a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Race number seven brings up number seven, Gresham, 5-1, Miguel Menifer, James Baker, dropping from the Grain 3 Northern Dancer, second off of a layoff from Churchill Downs into a very nice allowance race. I love Gresham in the seventh race at Churchill. Brings us up to our final race, the one-mile turf event, the Friar Cracker Handicap Grade 2 at Churchill Downs. They're going to go a mile on the turf, and they also have a very nice turf court indeed. I love Mr. Sidney, 4-1, to Kent Sormo for Billy Mott. Last 60 days, these guys won 24% together. Throw out that last race. It was the Metropolitan Handicap, and it was run at Belmont Park, and it was not run on the turf. The dam of this runner was a stakes winner with two turf winners, five starts, and three winners. One of those is a stakes winner. And here's a little tidbit for you. And the sales ring, they paid $3.9 million. That's my pick right there. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning ponies would like to thank Mr. John Engar for being our special guest of the week. Pistol Pete in his plays of the week. Dangerous Dan for picking up the phone and getting out of jail and giving us a call. And you for tuning in each and every week. Until we next week, may all of your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.